Hello, thanks for having me on, Kevin. I'm David Kingsbury, founder and CEO of Kinged LLC. Today, I want to discuss how to leverage what we know neurologically about addiction to establish high-performance behaviors. Now, I'm a national board-certified psychotherapist and a licensed internationally certified advanced alcohol and drug counselor. I'm also a burnout coach and behavioral health consultant who trains professionals for maximum emotional and cognitive fitness, amplifying their chances of success. You can learn more about me at dkkinged.com or just search Kinged LLC, that's K-I-N-G-E-D LLC on Google. Now, when we get into a discussion about addiction, uh, we would be remiss if we didn't look at the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous and Narcotics Anonymous. Uh, they've been around a long time, and there's a reason for that. It's because they're effective, and they bring about change. But why, why do they bring about this change? There's not a, a magic underneath that. What it is, is it helps people to shift their perspective and, their, and to reorient their life focus through spiritual principles. So for each step, there is embedded within that step a principle of living that if followed and you stack one on top of the other, it will begin to change the way one lives their life. So for example, uh, step one is we admitted we were powerless over alcohol or drugs, that our lives had become unmanageable. And the principle here is surrender. Uh, we admitted we were powerless. We need help. We can't do this on our own. Step two, uh, we came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. The spiritual principle there is hope. Step three, we made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Principle is faith. Step four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. And the principle there is truth. That's what we're seeking. So if you go through each of the uh, 12 steps and boil down their principles, you have the ones that I mentioned and also uh, repentance, willingness, humility, love, justice, perseverance, spiritual growth, and service to others. And if you are able to follow those, then they're going to put you on a much better path to living life more successfully. But if you take those principles and reverse them, Let's just look at their opposite. Uh, by the way, this is the common experience of the neurological disorder of addiction. And what you have, their opposite, <clears throat> is rebellion, despair, doubt, lies, unforgiveness, rejection, pride, hate, injustice, giving up, spiritual death, and selfishness. And I think anyone can see that operating one's life according to those principles is probably not going to lead to a very good place. Now, we know that addiction is a neurological disease due to positron emission tomography scans that show fast dopamine increases in the limbic system, and that correlates with the, the level of you know subjective high that someone might experience. And as well as we've observed changes in not only uh, brain chemistry, but also brain structure after chronic drug use due to chemical poisoning damage that has occurred. Now, other common elements of addiction include a, a genetic predisposition. So we can look at uh, abnormal, we can see abnormal P300 brain waves in the sons of uh, alcoholics, uh, sons who have never drank before. Uh, we could also do a blood test. Uh, there is a detectable um, reduction in monoamine oxidase in the blood. Uh, and that MAO is one way to kind of predict addiction or alcoholism. And common symptoms of the disease include just a loss of control, uh, tolerance where you have to take more of the substance to have the same effect, 
um, excessive consumption and continuing to use despite negative consequences and so forth. There are a lot of those. We know that addiction is a progressive condition. That means if left untreated, uh, just on its own, it gets worse. Uh, we also know that it's a morbid condition. Uh, that means it's fatal. And that can be directly due to the drug, like an overdose, or it could be a drug interaction. Uh, it could be <coughs> a health condition that's developed as a result of drug use, you know, heart problems, liver problems. Um, or it could be as a result of the lifestyle, drug deal gone wrong, so to speak. And so uh, addiction tends to be uh, progressive. It tends to be morbid. It includes compulsive behaviors. Uh, it, it spreads like a cancer until it encompasses all areas of a person's life. And when we look at those areas, um, we're looking at so what I call the, the need reduction model of addiction. The, the main elements of a person is you know, the biological, psychological, social, and spiritual. And so in each of those areas, there's a problem with, with as it concerns addiction. So biologically, you know, when someone uses, um, as the drug wears off, they experience withdrawal symptoms. So they want to use again. Uh, they're trying to meet the need of not experiencing uh, the withdrawal. But when they use again, then it's got them in a trap. So they're in that cycle. Psychologically, very similar. Uh, a lot of times people will use substances to self-medicate, uh, distressing emotions, a grief or uh, anger or anxiety. And uh, the drug helps, but then when the drug begins to wear off, the distressing emotions return, so they have to use again. There again, they're in another trap. Uh, same is true socially. People use drugs as a way to connect or disconnect socially. Uh, drugs give you liquid courage. They help you to be more social. They um, can form a kind of a, a false friendship. Now, you can seem like you are developing a social network, but really the, the connections are pseudo. They're fake because the only common denominator is the drug. Take the drug away and the relationships tend to dissolve. And so that's also true of spiritual, where someone is experiencing an existential crisis, wondering about their life purpose and, and, and what to do with their future. And uh, drugs provide a pseudo sense of purpose, uh, a reason to get up in the morning, to get up and find more and use, uh, a sense of values that one draws from drug culture. And, but the problem is each of these areas, there are needs that are being met in destructive ways and there are healthier ways to meet those. Another big thing with addiction is when we do something good for our survival, the brain gives us a chemical called dopamine. It's a pleasure chemical and that's to help us to survive. But the problem is when a substance is taken, when a drug is taken, a much higher amount of dopamine is released and it hijacks that center of the brain to the point a person thinks, well, this is this is what I have to have to survive. Uh, so that's an element that we have to watch out for in terms of the neurological changes. So how do we reverse engineer addiction? How do we put this to use for us? Uh, one way is to practice extinction um, for unhealthy behaviors. So that's uh, a process of behavior modification where you no longer do the behavior because there's no longer a reward for it. Another thing is to target healthier behavior, either through accelerated neural conversion, that's the techniques that I use to, to transform entire neural clusters, or through you know, basic behavior modification. You wanna to work to meet the needs um, that, that you have across all life dimensions in genuine and healthy ways. You wanna harness the brain's reward center uh, by triggering a neurological dopamine release naturally when positive behaviors occur. Now, bear in mind, it might take some time to heal before your brain uh, fully responds to dopamine from natural things, but if you stick with it and you remain abstinent, 
that change will take place and you'll be feeding yourself pleasure chemicals that reaffirm positive behaviors. Uh, actively seek life affirming uh, existential principles, uh, things like surrender, hope, faith, trust, uh, love, humility. All of those things are very important. Now, when done correctly, reverse engineering addiction is not only a recipe for recovery, but also for success in life. If you're struggling with a substance abuse disorder, know that there are professionals out there trained to assist you with implementing these and other strategies. I strongly suggest that you seek out such a provider immediately with the knowledge that there is hope, that there is life after addiction. And if you don't have problems with substances but would like to addict yourself to healthier habits and high-performance routines, then this strategy will help you harness your brain's amazing capability of automating, automating thoughts and behaviors and then just channel the positive actions and mentalities you developed for outstanding results that will leave you craving more. Now, you can find out more at dkking.com, where you can download a free copy of my book, access my archive of motivational articles and videos, and contact me directly about developing a strategy to transform your challenges.